Okay, so Jonah, you're gonna be doing um, bulls. Yeah, I was thinking we could do the bulls and the bucks today. Right on. So we've got another NBA preview episode for the bulls and the bucks. So this will be oh. interesting. Bucks are good. I don't know. They got. I definitely wrote them off against the. Like I definitely thought they're gonna get past the Heat, but I couldn't have been more wrong on that. I think a lot of people were with you on that. Yeah. Jonah and myself not included. Yeah, nobody on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know you because I literally when we were talking about it, I was like, "It's a it's a lock, right? That the Bucks are gonna get by Miami." But nope, not the case. Me and Jonah had faith in Miami since the first round. Oh yeah, ended up being a little bit too much faith, but I'd rather err on that side. Yeah, didn't, you guys, didn't you guys say six in six they'd beat the Lakers? I think so. No, I think we said seven. I think we said seven. Yeah, we said okay, seven. Okay, I, I think I said Heat and six or something. And who knows? If there weren't all those injuries to like Dragic and Butler and Adebayo, like maybe. Dude, LA City of Champions. Yeah, did the Dodgers. The Dodgers won tonight, right? Yeah, the Dodgers took their dub. It's because they had um, Blake Snell was dealing. like, And then for, he gives up his second hit of the ball game. And then I think they're – is it – the Rays manager is named like Kevin Cash or something. Oh yeah, Kevin Cash. He he yanks him. It's like why would you do that? It's like the sixth inning, and Blake Snell has like um only seventy two pitches. It's like, dude, just let him do his thing. It's the Wait, so- it could be the last game that you play all season. Just go all out. Yeah, I don't know. Is it's so dumb. Is that it is baseball over now. Yep, Dodgers Lakers. That's city, crazy, bro. City of champions. Uh, I have no. The Rams or the Chargers, I don't think they're going to take the Super Bowl. But Well, I was actually close. born in Los Angeles, so that makes me a champion. <laughs> Let's go. Big day for you, Chan. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's sick. So, yeah, I was – I had no absolutely zero things about the Chicago Bulls besides Zach Levine's there, correct? Yeah. Jonah so, loves Zach Levine. What team do you want to start with? Let's go ahead and start with the Bulls. So we're um, going to get a little financial breakdown of the Bulls right now? Right, yeah. So, yeah, so the uh, Jim Boylan era is fully in the ledger for the Chicago Bulls. So it's kind of a fresh start there right now. New management, Arturis Karnishevich, I think I'm saying that right. He's coming in from the uh, Denver Nuggets, and they've got Billy Donovan coming in from the Thunder to be the new head coach. And That's so, sick right there. Yeah, and so one of the, I guess we might as we just as well start as we often do with the uh, cap situation. So right now the Bulls are over the cap by about three million, and they have thirteen players on their roster, not including their free agents such as Chris Dunn, I think Chandler Hutchinson and Denzel Valentine are the two others. Oh, Denzel, yeah, yeah, dude. And, Otto Porter's getting the bag. I know. Yeah, for one more year at least. We can talk about him later though. But um yeah, for sure. So yeah, just having 13 players only being um three mil over the cap should make the Bulls a pretty comfortable, um, pretty comfortably able to use that nine point six million dollar non-taxpayer MLE and then bring in one other guy via, I don't know, a trade, a minimum, a biannual exception. They'll have a variety of choices. And so yeah, not the most exciting financial situation but still a lot of flexibility for chicago do either you guys have any 
opening thoughts. Wait, why is is Otto Porter good? I like him. I think he's their best player when he's healthy. He's making a lot, dude. Yeah, he's yeah. I don't know if he's that good, but he is really good. I think he can be part of like a really good team. Oh Wait, yeah. You, did like you you ask us something? Will you say it again? Did you ask us like on our thoughts? Oh yeah, I just asked if you guys had anything to say as like an opening statement before we break into the Bulls. My opening statement is that I am excited to learn more. (laughs) All right. So I actually think this is a, the Bulls are in an interesting space, at least in my opinion, because they actually have a lot of interesting young pieces. I think you could make a case that Kobe White, Zach Levine, Lowry Markinen, and Wendell Carter, like, you could make a case that management could view all or none of those guys as starters on the next great Bulls team. And so it's, I think this is a season where it's going to be very important for the new front office and the new GM and Arturis Konishevich to just kind of like, not like we generally think of scouting in terms of like scouting players to bring on to the team. But I think it's going to be very important for them to kind of figure out which players that are currently on the Bulls are going to be an important part of the future in Chicago. Because especially last year when they were playing that just terrible offensive system under Jim Boylan. And then also, like, I think there's a lot to be said for preaching effort on defense. But Jim Boylan, I think, just went a little overboard that end and on that end and just had his players exerting way too much energy defensively. I think Jim Boylan really probably retarded the growth of a lot of these young players in Chicago. So it's just going to be like interesting to see how they come. It's not, it's not funny. (laughs) No, (laughs) I, I, I just, (laughs) I lost my train of thought, but mainly it's mainly, I think there's just going to be a lot of internal evaluating going on this year. So I think there's no better place to start than just doing a little bit of a round table on some of the young talents and kind of seeing where, how we all feel with it. The one, the one guy who I'm most confident in saying is safe and there's absolutely very little chance that this guy gets traded is Kobe White. I think there's a bright future for him on the Bulls. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's sick. Is there like, do I sound weird when I'm talking? It sounded like there's like some crunch. Is like, no, not, not at all. Okay. okay so that's good but also i wanted to mention one more thing so my sister her roommate in high school freshman year or sophomore year was dating cristiano felicio no stop. yeah she, she i think she met him overseas yeah she dropped the bag well yeah i don't know i think i don't know really what happened to him because my sister never really talked to her after but it was just wild that they were talking Cause he, I think he, he was, he like flew her out places and stuff like to come meet her. Yeah. Lit. Yeah. I'm trying crazy. to get flown out. Crazy. Christiana, I'm going to hit him up. <laughs> but yeah, sorry to interrupt. I just, I was looking at the Bulls roster. I'm like, wait a second. I remember that name. Yeah, no problem. They're definitely worth it. But um, I think it's interesting for Kobe White that the new general manager is a guy from Denver because I actually see Kobe White almost as like that sort of Jamal Murray type. And it was very interesting to me when they did the press conference, like the opening statements from Karnishevich. And he said he viewed Kobe White as sort of that like score first guard. And he'd like to put a playmaker alongside Kobe. 
So, like, obviously very different player from Jamal Murray, but similar archetype in that they're both that sort of point guard, but, like, score first. Jamal yeah. is able to use a lot of his strength and physicality to get his shots off, and Kobe White is much more uh, shifty and uses change of pace. Just that first step, right? Yeah, just that he's probably one of the quickest guys in the league, and he definitely knows how to use that to his advantage, which makes him a very exciting to p- player to watch. He did have some growing pains, but he just absolutely caught fire off of the... He had some good games, didn't he? Yeah, especially after the All-Star break in March and February. And Are we talking he, about Kobe? Yeah, and he eventually went on to take Tomas Sadoransky's starting job away, at least for one game. So Kobe's definitely a guy who came on late in the season, and it'll be exciting to see how he carries that over into next year. A guy who I'm starting to worry might be getting pushed out of Chicago is um, one Zach Levine. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But didn't he wait? Hey, um, really fast. Did Marks did the Marksman have a down year? Oh yeah, he was injured a lot, but he was pretty miserable okay. in the time he did play. Okay, but I think he might be another one of the guys on the Bulls who was just sort of a victim of Jim Boylan's terrible offense. Like, I don't think last year was a representative sample for him. Yeah, he's not coaching them anymore, right? No, yeah, they brought in Billy Donovan. Yeah, from Billy. Thunder. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> that club and Jim Boylan like butted heads major, right? Oh yeah, I think I think Jim Boylan and pretty much everybody on the Bulls roster yeah. butted heads. But I remember like the videos, like Zach Levine, like yelling at him, like off on the court. Yeah, Shoot, yeah, really. Yeah, but I mean, maybe he'll work better with that team with him gone. Maybe not. For with Boylan gone, yeah. Oh, I 100% agree. Even if Billy Donovan isn't as good of a basketball mind as Jim Boylan, he's just so much better at managing players that yeah. I think it'll make a world of difference. Wait, but wait. Zach Levine is a guy who I think is probably, in my opinion, a little bit overrated around the league. I think that a lot of NBA general managers might value him high more highly than I do. And that's why I think he actually makes a very interesting trade candidate for the Bulls this year um, because I think they see Kobe White as sort of their Zach Levine of the future. Yeah. And instead of putting Kobe White and Zach Levine together, I think they'd prefer to put a more pass first and maybe even a, like a defensive-oriented player next to Kobe White. And so we'll get into this when we do the Bucks later. But I actually think Zach Levine to the Bucks could sort of be a move that makes a lot of sense. And so I guess we'll talk about that when we get to Milwaukee. But I definitely think Zach Levine could be somebody to keep an eye on for maybe being moved at some point. What's a good fit? Bucks. I I think the Bucks are oh, the really? Bucks are one of the few competitive teams who I think he's a good fit for just because I don't think his um, weaknesses or shortcomings on defense will be exploited there so much. Obviously, he'll be playing alongside plenty of other capable defenders, especially with Giannis and Brooke Lopez kind of walling the paint. If Zach Levine gets beat on defense, it won't be as big of a deal there as it would be in some other well, competitors. I mean, you have Giannis in the regular season, but not in the playoffs. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, that's the one thing I'd worry about for Zach Levine in the playoffs is when teams like really start hunting mismatches. If Zach Levine could kind of be um, like the weakest link, sort of like how we saw with Kimba Walker when Jimmy Butler kind of kept going at him. Well, yeah, that's facts too. But I just meant Giannis usually tends to like take the playoffs off. So oh sure, yeah. I would, we'll have to see. Wasn't his that. ankle killing him though? Giannis, yeah. That? Uh, not really. I think I the mean, heat were killing him. I think that's what was killing But wasn't he hurt? Well, he got hurt at the end of the playoffs, but I don't think oh. that's anything that we have to worry about carrying over into next season. <laughs> yes. And then but didn't didn't Shannon just say he took he takes the playoffs off? He was trash. Moving on. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> had a he's had a couple disappointing playoffs in a row. Now, even even before his ankle got messed up this year, he wasn't playing the best. Um we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we can definitely talk about that later. Uh, so, yeah, Zach Levine, a guy I think could possibly be on his way out of Chicago. He's on a good deal, too. Even though I don't like Zach Levine, I think that the two years he has left on his deal at $36 million isn't horrific value. So, for sure, a movable contract. For sure, a guy that will be able to help out some teams. Just a quick tangent. I think that Zach Levine archetype of ball-dominant average efficiency score first guards i think those players tend to be very very overrated because although they can raise your floor and get you high quality shots even when the rest of your offensive system and personnel isn't amazing i think when you put them on a good team um they kind of um can sort of i don't know what the word is they just can take shots away and kind of be a bit of an anchor um I'd like to see him on a – I think if you just throw him on a defensively strong team, he could be good. But I definitely could imagine him doing what you're saying and just kind of like killing the offense. Yeah. I A thing I thought about for Zach Levine in terms of just a good fit was actually the Miami Heat because um, like everybody knows, Zach Levine is like a very hard worker. So I think he'd fit in well – with the heat culture and um, he could sort of um, they could hide him in the zone. Like they hide Tyler here on Gordon drug. It's just in sort of the corner of the two, three zone. But I mean, like I alluded to, they already have Tyler hero um, on the rookie contract. So I see no reason for them to be investing resources in Zach. Yeah. Say when they're trying to preserve that 2021 cap space, it just doesn't really make sense from a roster standpoint. It makes sense from a fit standpoint though. Yeah. Facts. There are a lot of murmurs, mostly just fans who want to see Zach Levine on the Lakers. That's one that I can't really. I could see that. You can. Uh, I could. I I don't really like that one quite so much. Um, Dude, I think that would be dope. He reminds me of Kuzma. Oh, that's true. Yeah. uh, I just would. Would you guys. Really like to see someone who's that like shot happy next to LeBron and AD. I well, I think it might put him in his place. Like, I feel yeah, like I, I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of want to see what he would do in that position, dude. Could you yeah. imagine the feats he would get? He would go crazy. Yeah, I just I don't know. With when you've presumably, I guess you're trading Kuzma, so that's one less mouth to feed. What about like the Clippers? <laughs> I, I don't really see how a Clippers deal would get done. Uh, yeah. I don't really see the matching. I don't really, they don't really have the matching salary for it. I mean, you'd have to probably include Beverly or maybe 
I just don't really think it makes sense from a financial standpoint. But what about Knicks? Oh yeah, for sure. The, I could definitely see the Knicks doing some trade for Zach Levine. The Knicks You're are kind a total of total Knicks player, actually. That's a total, <laughs> absolutely. I, that's a perfect fit. I would not be surprised in the least to see the Knicks no. do something out of pocket to bring in Zach Levine. Here's what he's gonna do. He's gonna go to the Knicks. He's gonna average like 29 points per game. Yep. You're gonna win 11 games. Yep. He's gonna have like seven dunks a game. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yep. And 30 shots a game. So, what's yeah, his strong suit? Shooting. I would say shooting. Athleticism. But he, he obviously has crazy athleticism. Yeah. He's yeah. a good shooter, though. Yes, the shooting is the main thing. The athleticism is cool, but for some reason, the athleticism, I don't really think translates into anything amazing because usually when you think of athleticism, you think of like good finishing, but he's a below average finisher at the rim. No, yeah, it's like, it's like for me, when I think of like an athletic player, the archetype of picture is like a, like a Jeremy Grant type of player, a guy right. who flies around and is long and plays defense. That's yeah. your idea of an athletic player? Yeah, because Zach Levine kind of just has like useless athleticism except for the dunk contest. Or well, another another player who I think has athleticism similar to Zach Levine but uses it way better is De'Aaron Fox. Like, oh, yeah. he's so fast. Yeah, but and then athleticism it doesn't really help him on defense either. Like, I think he tries on defense and gives effort, but he's just so clueless about where to be and like. <laughs> Angles. like me in city league yeah he just gets backdoored so often he doesn't really know when or where to pay attention to so i just i don't i don't really know what to think about him there um i was a floor general in city league <laughs> coming down your left drop 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 uh, yeah i could so see that did you wear headband you look like a headband kind of guy uh I man bun. if i wasn't wearing a headband i had the the braids holding my hair back really nice nice do you miss the high school balling days not as much as i miss city league <laughs> oh yeah you couldn't play that's right yeah that's why i played city league last year but yeah it's hilarious fun. you guys took the title huh why are you even asking they earned they ended <laughs> because we were winning by like 30 points with like six minutes left and then the other team just stopped trying one of the players like their best player went and took his shoes off and went and sat on the bleachers and then we were just like shooting half court shots and then like three minutes left the refs just called the game oh my god you want to there's an asterisk next to your title now because they they could have come back we don't know yeah we don't know i can't believe one of the kids pulled an odell and took their shoes off before the game ended bro lane gibbony played in like romeo's one game oh god I was injured in the championship. I had so much. Oh, you pushed through. No, I did. I got injured in the playoffs and it was like, oh no, what's going to happen now? (laughs) The only game we lost was when I wasn't there. But so I got injured and then championship game. I'm at school all day, popping ibuprofen. Like, I'm like, I got to play. Like I'm playing my ankle swollen purple. I get home, wrap that thing up with so much athletic tape. I can't move it. It's literally like immobile. Get it in my shoe and I'm out there hitting threes. Got it done. That's awesome, dude. Anyways, freaking stud. Yeah. So anyway, the if I can just go back to the Bulls for a second, the the last two, just for a the, second, but then we're gonna talk about City League. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
The last two players on the Bulls I just wanted to bring up briefly um, were Lowry Markkinen and Wendell Carter Jr., mm-hmm. who yeah. both have fought injuries for the past for, or for pretty much all of their young careers. I actually like them both as individual players, but they were pr- pretty atrocious together, and I'm I don't think they'll be a good fit together for the foreseeable rest of their careers. And so I think it's time for the Bulls to look into making some sort of minor or some sort of change to their front court. I don't necessarily know if that means letting go of Carter or Markkinen, but I'm just curious to hear your guys' thoughts on those two guys. Okay. So Lori Markkinen, um, injuries, correct. What's his, what's the rest of his contract looking like? Uh, he's actually extension eligible this off season, which we can. Oh, talk so about. that means this off season. Yeah. So he's so, going to the last year of his rookie scale contract. Oh, this upcoming year is going to be his last. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. That's out. good though. Right. Or, or do you extend him in the hope that he gets like, he, his stock goes up. I don't think I would extend him this summer. So but like know. you won't get it. You'll, he'll just leave. And then I guess you'll have more space. Yeah, well, I, he can't really leave cause he'll be a restricted free agent, but, um, May, I mean, he could leave, like if they, but they'll have team control over him. Do you think teams will like him, even though he like hasn't didn't have the best year? You know what I mean? Yeah. In fact, I had a, I wrote down two teams who I thought he'd be a terrific fit on, okay. and that's the New Orleans Pelicans as sort of a front court mate with Zion Williamson. Yeah, and then also the Phoenix Suns. I think he makes. Oh yeah, that'd be cool for those two. Oh, I can see him on the Suns all day. He yeah. was. Kind of- and then he kind of fell off a little bit. Was that because of injuries? Yeah, and I don't really think Jim Boylan um, used him to the best of his abilities, really. Dude, that guy, how did he get a coaching job? He's part of the Popovich family, which... Uh, Bro, I just looked up a picture of him. If I walked by the street, I wouldn't know. Yeah, just a bald, regular bald guy. You yeah. say that about a lot of coaches, though. That's yeah. actually true, honestly. I don't, think, I don't think I would recognize Terry Stops. Oh, come on. He's like, you'd, you'd be like, he's seven. What? He's tall. Yeah. Is he like six, four? No, I think he's like six, 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 seven. Shoot. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, what's crazy. I didn't realize like Steve Kerr, he's like, he's, he's actually like a big guy, like decently sized. Really? Yeah. Right. Isn't he like six, two? Well, yeah. I mean, he played in the NBA. So. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But like when he's around other, he, you just think of him as being like a normal sized guy. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know why it's weird. Yeah. Same with same with Steph. Steph gets like, but he's like he's a large man compared to most people. Yeah. Dame's actually kind of an average size guy. Dame is an average size guy. I always thought the six two that they Dame's above average. Generous. What? I always thought it was kind of generous that he they listed him as six two. No, it is. I'm pretty sure he's actually like six foot or six one. Is yeah, he he's actually? Like, he's like yeah, our he, height basically. But yeah, you see him like meet people and. <clears throat> They don't, he doesn't look like an NBA player. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's weird. I forget who it was, but how tall is Zach Collins? Oh, like seven feet. Okay. Yeah. It's weird though. Cause like this one girl posted a picture like with him and Who's I saw it. Yeah. Janae. And she didn't like seem too crazy tall. I mean, name drop on here? That's crazy. Huh? Just name drop on the pod. But I saw that picture. He looked tall. Yeah. But it didn't look too unbelievable. Really? I guess it's maybe because he's not as bodied up as some guys, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because like Shaq makes people look 
like this big taco this big yeah okay is it bad that you name drop people if anything it's like dude you're gonna be famous one day that's lucky facts like 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 hey wendell carter How's my boy Denzel Valentine? Because I remember when I picked Michigan State to go to the fi- uh, go to the um, finals or, mm-hmm. or the NCAA championship, and then they get knocked out first round. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't that his team? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, what do you he, mean you don't know? He went to Michigan State, so maybe. Um, yeah, I swear oh to God, God, it was his team that got knocked out first round to some Cinderella story. Yeah, Middle Tennessee State. I don't yeah, know. What? <laughs> you remember that but you don't remember like <laughs> you are something else jonah willard i anyway, don't like valentine yeah anyway denzel yeah he's in free agency i think he'll be able to get another contract just because he's like one of those like guys who can play the three and the four and has good positional size but he definitely hasn't shown a lot in his time with the chicago bulls so i'm a scrub yeah, he. I bet he'll get like Shannon. Do you think like anywhere between four to six million would sound about right for him? I think around like four to six hundred thousand would be appropriate. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know much about Wendell Carter though. Yeah, Wendell Carter is another guy who um, I actually really like him a lot. I think he's gonna be like the next Al Horford because. He is a little bit undersized for a center, but he's a good defender. Like nonetheless, he can play. He, he doesn't get bodied by guys bigger than him. Like he can play on the block pretty well. He can switch out and guard on the perimeter better than most centers can. The one thing I worry about with him is he's not a very good rebounder and he's injury prone. And so those are two things that aren't great when you're talking about a guy who's supposed to be your franchise center. But I also think there are some interesting tools on offense, especially tools that he didn't get to show with Jim Boylan. Jim Boylan just wouldn't let him shoot at all, but I, but, um, but he actually can hit the threes. We saw that in his rookie summer league. Um, And I think he shot a few threes, if I'm not mistaken during his rookie year with the bulls, but um, not pretty. Not pretty. Yeah, he, he was shooting twenty percent from three. Ooh, yeah, that's not ideal. Uh, I I think I'd let him. I think I'd let him <clears> shoot a few if I were Billy Donovan. But I definitely think there's some untapped potential there with Wendell. And hopefully, Billy Billy Donovan is trying to tap that. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Hey, guess, um, what's yeah. what's five? What's the five and six million? GT until June 30th, 2021, mean for Thaddeus and Thomas. Oh, that's um how much of their contract is guaranteed and when the guarantee date is. So basically the Bulls could wait. Why are they the only ones with that? Just oh, how their because, contracts work out? Yeah, the other contracts are all guaranteed. Those two are not guaranteed for their last year, though. Wait, so like Zach Levine is guaranteed 19 mil. Was he got that la- this year? Yeah, and then he's got two years left on his contract. Dang. It's a lot of moolah. No really. one's there for the long haul, huh? Well, I mean... I right? Because this doesn't go... Pe- no one's really there. Pe- I mean, yeah. 
that's just when the cap sheet ends because this is mostly meant as like I only uploaded it for this year, so it's just like oh, got it, got for it, this offseason. But they've got some like obviously they're rookie players. Like Kobe is going to be around for a while. Oh yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. But anyway, now that we've discussed this roster, like let's talk about how we're going to fix it if we're the Chicago. It doesn't. There's some guys here that are good pieces. I think. I agree. I actually think that they have such a well-rounded team. Like you could make the case that they have their starter at every position, especially if Otto Porter Jr. in the brief stints that he is actually ready and available. So um, I think really what the Bulls should be doing this offseason is targeting more polished, established NBA players who can really make the young talent around them sing. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So maybe they should look to pick up one of the centers on the market right now. I actually like, had an idea like of a Tice. Center. I not Tice, but a different Boston Tice. center. Huh? Tice is bad. I thought you said Tice is nice. I was like, oh, that's cute. That's nice. I would never say that about him. Wow. I had an idea for another center on Boston they could go after, and that is a Ennis Cantor who. I think ah, there you go. That's I think good. I think he's going to be picking up that five million dollar player option. I think Boston views Robert Williams and Daniel Tice, and I guess Grant Williams, as ahead of Ennis Cantor in sort of the center pecking order. Yeah, and, he wasn't doing <clears throat> yeah, and since they're so deep into the tax and such an expensive team. I could definitely see them trying to get off of a guy like Ennis Cantor, and I actually think he would help the Bulls quite a bit. I think he can play backup center, definitely play alongside Markkanen. You could try him alongside Carter. I don't necessarily know how that would work, but the Bulls front court, A, they were the worst rebounding front court in the league. When Lowry oh, and Carter... Yeah, exactly. Oh, was yeah. Tyus not a free agent? I don't believe so. i was thinking of baines baines is a free agent yeah yeah <laughs> when yeah so when Markinen and carter on the floor terrible rebounding they're also extremely injury prone which is why i think it makes sense to have competent big man minutes and in his counter will provide that and he'll he's one of the best offensive rebounders and one of the best rebounders in general in the That's league yeah. I think he makes a lot of sense for them. I think if maybe they sent out, I don't know, like a <laughs> Ryan, what if they sent out like a sign? What about a sign in trade with Denzel Valentine? You send oh, him, get him out of there. And then I bet if you send out Denzel Valentine at four and a half million, which might be a little bit of a haircut for him. So I don't know if he agrees to that. What does that mean? It means that that just might be an underpay. What about the? Yeah, I don't know how the money works here. What about <laughs> what about Luke Cornett? You're telling me, dude. What about Luke? Yeah, I, I don't. I would have to think through the actual financial parts of the trade a little bit more. But I like the idea of Ennis Cantor becoming a Chicago Bull. Um. Sorry, about, I should have prepared something. That was terrible. Hey, dude, it's okay. Nerlens Noel. Talk to me a little about Nerlens because I remember he was hot coming out of college, right? Yeah, on his NBA. See, 
um, contracts have been very disappointing. And he's on the Thun. He was on the. Yeah, he's a he was on the Thunder. He's a free agent now. I. He's only twenty six. Yeah, and I. Kind of good. Yeah, he could be a. Because I mean, maybe you don't give him. I mean, you can maybe get him for cheap. I don't know. Yeah, you could definitely get him for cheap. I don't know if he'll be a guy the Bulls look at. But um, yet. Ooh, low key Hassan Whiteside. I mean, they're not really gonna be able to sign him. Low key be a good bet. What about yeah. Dwight? Def, I I think Dwight's gonna go play for a contender. I don't think Dwight would come to Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that's actually facts. White Whiteside could be an interesting one. I just I just don't know if I I don't know what the Bulls are sort of looking for in a center. Yeah. Um, what about uh Drummond? Uh Drummond's gonna opt into his player option for oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, 29 mil. Thank so you. So that means he's that. gonna be backing Cleveland. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think in his canter is kind of the fit on here. Yeah, I yeah, that's sort of the one I like. Um we could look at there, there weren't any in free agency that caught my mind as great fits for the Chicago team. We, in terms of the draft, do you guys want to sort of transition to the draft? Sure, yeah. Yeah, so the Bulls have the fourth pick. and oh, there's a, What? What? Yeah. So they could get lucky with someone if somebody makes a stupid pick. Yeah, and there's been a lot of talk from like draft experts that the Bulls should be looking to trade their pick. And I actually really disagree. For what? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I kind of agree. I feel like there's some pretty good upside with some of like the top five guys. Yeah, I pretty much disagree with it. I think I actually like the Bulls' position at number four because I think there's a clear three-man top tier in this draft. So Wiseman, Edwards, and Ball. So the Bulls either A, get lucky and have one of those guys fall to them, or they get their pick out of everybody else in the draft. And I actually think there are some great fits for the Bulls. When are I you going to do a mock? Do you think we should for a podcast one? I time? think that I think it would be good to give people an idea, especially me. Yeah, that would be cool. We because should. I, I besides the top three guys and a few other guys scattered in there, I don't really know much else uh, regarding the prospects. Yeah, let's do it. That would be fun. So. Yeah. Who's this guy from Israel? Oh, Dini Avdia. Yeah, that's dope. Dini Avdia was actually going to be the first guy I brought up for the Bulls. Um, because what's his uh, name? Dini Avdia, and he Dini. Yeah, and he played in Israel for a team called uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv. And um, how do you spell that name? D e n n y s. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, I just typed that in my phone. I think it's D. It's D- Wait, Denny's. <laughs> D E N I. Yeah. Come on, bro. Hey. Okay. Seriously. Okay. Didn't did didn't did I see something about the Warriors worked him out or something? Yeah, the Warriors have been sending out. He's nineteen. Yeah. Damn, bro. They want him to be Luka Doncic. He even wears the wristband like Luka. Dude, I look, you want to name my kid Luka. <laughs> I like that name. That's all I'm talking about. I look, you like that name. 
Luca. Yeah, the Warriors did sign him. I feel like we just keep throwing poor Jonah off track and he's getting frustrated. No, I'm not, I don't get frustrated. He likes it. <laughs> no, I don't get frustrated. Okay, who's this other guy? A center projected. Onye- is it Onyeka Okongwa? That's the one. Oh, he's How do you spell that? O-N-N-Y-S? O-N-Y-E-K-A. Don't you like you like him, huh? I, I'm not the biggest Okongwa fan. Oh, okay. Never mind. I think he's getting a little overhyped because of how well Bam Adebayo. Oh, that's the SC guy. Yeah, he played for USC. And I think people want Onyeka Okongwa to be the next Bam Adebayo, and I don't see it at all. So. He's not really into undersized bigs, personally. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think undersized bigs who play well are sort of like the exception and not the real yeah. at this point. But um, anyway, for the balls, I kind of made th- uh, two lists of players. The first one was just guys who I thought would be a good fit, and the second one was a list I made um, regarding Karnishevich's statement that they want to draft a primary ball handler. And so the guys I actually liked on the balls were Denny Avdia, Isaac Okoro, and Tyrese Halliburton. And the uh, point guard slash primary ball handlers I thought could be interesting. I just had two names down there, and that is uh, Killian Hayes and Tyrese Halliburton. So I think any of those four guys um, could be fair oh, game. Is Tyrese do 6'5"? Yeah, from Iowa State. I think a comp for him would be sort of Lonzo Ball. Because he's a terrific passer, a good feel for the game. Um, but similarly to Lonzo Ball, he doesn't really have the athleticism or the speed to break down guys off the dribble and sort of create offense as a lead ball handler. And his jump shot, while being very effective, is sort of a weird release that takes a long time to get off. He shoots it very strangely, but I mean, it goes in, like I said, so... I don't. Interesting. So I think he's sort of a guy who would fit awesome next to a, a guy like Kobe White or Zach Levine who enjoys creating shots for himself and has the ball in his hands. And Halliburton could be more of the distributor on offense as well as a guy. And this is another thing where I think the scouting report kind of breaks down about Tyrese Halliburton. A lot of people are saying he's going to be able to guard the best like point guards and the best lead guards in the NBA. I don't actually see him having the lateral speed to be able to do that, but I think he'll stand up terrifically against like the stronger um, shooting guards. Like I think if you put him against a guy like I don't know, um, I think he, I think if you had him guard Damian Lillard and then had him guard Luka Doncic or James Harden, I think he'd go up better against like a Harden or a Luca or a guy who uses physicality instead of speed. So that's kind of my, um, what do you, what do you think still. about, um, cause the CBS mock draft has the Warriors trading their pick to the Knicks and then the Warriors end up picking Denny in at eight. Well, I think that's yeah, not think- a smart move, bro. For the Warriors or the Knicks. I don't think, I think the Warriors need it should get a big man. Yeah, I think they should go for Wiseman. I well, I assume in that trade you mentioned to me, I bet they're getting Mitchell Robinson, right? I think it it just mentioned something about the Warriors would just try to find a trade that they liked, and then they yeah. would 
it didn't say anything about Mitchell Robinson in the trade with the Knicks. I don't be- I don't believe so, no. Be honest, man. Who are they who are they getting from the Knicks then? Did you say be honest? Be honest. No, it literally says a trade here makes sense for both teams as long as Golden State finds a deal it likes. That's literally all it says. Because the Warriors are sitting at two, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's all it says. Well, I'll send the link. Sounds like a terrible. Sounds like a terrible article, but I'm (laughs) (laughs) write that, Colin. But Hmm? did you write that article? Yeah. Okay, if my NBA knowledge, I wouldn't even have come up with the Knicks to trade to that spot. Do you think the Knicks should try and get Lamelo Ball if they could? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes little R.J. Barrett Lamelo Ball combo. Yeah, I mean, you're not going <laughs> to hit a three-pointer all season. But. <laughs> so I guess if I were the Bulls and we're going to go off the assumption that Wiseman, Edwards, Ball go one, two, three in some order, I would probably take, I'd probably take Tyrese Halliburton just because I think he's a safe bet and I think he'll be able to immediately make a very positive impact next to either White or Levine in the backcourt. So I just think it makes a lot of sense in that regard. Yeah. I'm not sold on the Denny's guy. And it seems like that, uh, the guy. Did you just say? uh, Oh, the Denny guy? Yeah, he would fit better with uh, Kobe White too. Yeah. And the thing I like about Avdia is that um, Karnishevich is, and like the Nuggets general, or um, the Nuggets organization in general, has just been so um, good at scouting those European players. Obviously, the main example oh. being uh, Jokic. But I, I think if Av, I think Avdia would make sense. I, 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 did you say you're not sold on Avdia? Yeah, you are sold on him. No, I'm not. I'm saying Who's Avdia? Um, I think they should take that um, Halibut guy. Hall- yeah, Halliburton. Halliburton? Yeah. I'm not sold on Avdia either. When I when I watched the film on Denny Avdia, I saw Kyle Anderson, who is not as, not as good on defense. So Dude, European players are risky, bro. Sometimes they're absolute unicorns. But yeah, yeah, I will never forget when they drafted when the Knicks drafted. Uh, oh my god. Kristaps. Yeah. And everyone's like, Moo. Yeah, everyone's booing. Who is this guy? Yeah. Did you yeah, see? So I, yeah, never mind. Never mind. So I think my big board, if I'm Chicago, would probably look like Halliburton, Okoro, um, Killian Hayes, Denny Avdia. Those would be the four guys I'd look at very closely. I definitely. What about Obi? Yeah, definitely not Obi. I definitely because Obi Toppin. We talked about how their front court already isn't the strongest defensively, and Obi would do nothing to remedy that. I don't really, yeah, I don't really think he fits uh, in on on this Bulls team. I'm not as big of an Obi Toppin hater as some people are. I just don't like him in this particular situation. So Um, you want you want Precious, huh? For the, for the Bulls? No, for the Blazers. No, no, definitely okay. not. Because that's I, what it has here. And I I thought I remember you mentioning you. No, I, like I was saying that he's been mocked to the Blazers in a lot of the drafts I've been seeing. But and you I, don't, you're not down with that? 
I I I I liked Precious Achua better on the Blazers when his name was Nazir Little. So <laughs> did did you guys pass up on him last year or something? What? Did you guys pass up on that guy last year or something? Nazir Little? Yeah. No, he's on our team. I'm just saying that Oh, oh he is. The, oh. the Blazers already have enough power forward. Oh, you wanted with, Nazir? Yeah, I'm just saying the Blazers have enough oh. power forwards with Got good it. physical tools, but no sort of refined offensive game. We don't need Oh, facts. Okay. So I guess just to wrap up on the Bulls, I wrote down a list of free agents who I thought could help the team. I think instead of – I don't know if I'd necessarily be looking for guys to replace the young talent the Bulls have on the roster as much as just – I think in order to evaluate the guys they have on roster and see who they want to stick around, it's going to be important to put them in a situation where we can really see their full potential and full capabilities. And I think in order to do that, the Chicago has to do their best to surround the young guys with veterans who will just kind of keep the ball moving, play solid defense, just sort of not take anything off the table. So for the $9.6 million Emily, here are the guys that I kind of liked for the Bulls. Joe Harris would be the first one who I think the chance of this happening is very low just because he's returning to the Nets. The Nets really have no reason not to match whatever offer he gets. And so, and even if he does leave, I wouldn't see him leaving from Brooklyn to a team with really no um, high end upside like the Bulls. So this was more of a pipe dream than anything. I think bringing back Chris Dunn is definitely a priority for Chicago. He was a huge tone setter and culture setter on defense. He, I think he led the NBA in steals, if I'm not mistaken. He's an absolute ball hawk. Like, he just can't dribble it, the ball in front of that guy. He, He's not good offensively, but I just think he's just brings such a high level at that one particular skill that he's a useful addition on the roster, especially he had a great season this year, so... Jay Crowder was a guy who I'd try to go after if I'm the Bulls. Again, I think Jay Crowder is probably I feel like Jay Crowder is good on any team. He makes any team better. A hundred percent. I think Jay Crowder is probably going to sign with a team that's a little bit more competitive than the Bulls are, but I think the Bulls would love to have him. Glenn Robinson III is... Wasn't that a Warrior? Yeah, he started last season on the Warriors. They traded him to Philadelphia. Did he go with... uh... Alec, Alec. yeah. But I think he would make sense on the Chicago team. Just a guy who can shoot it and play defense. Just a, He's a, one of those lower-end 3 and D players that could probably help any team. So yeah, he wasn't bad. No. Yeah, so he's definitely a guy I'd look at if I were Chicago. One restricted free agent who I think if you threw this guy like a $6 million offer sheet, I don't think Boston would match it. What do you guys think about Brad Wanamaker maybe on Chicago? Point guard? Is he a point guard? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, shoot. What's, what's Kobe White play? Uh, I he, I think he considers himself a point guard, but I, okay. bet, I bet the Bulls consider him more of a shooting guard. Okay. Especially if they and, can drop that one dude. He could definitely bump him to two guard. Yeah. Uh, Halliburton or that guy? Yeah, Halliburton. I think Halliburton. Halliburton and White are both definitely combo guards. But yeah, I think Brad Wanamaker and the next guy I'm going to say, DeAnthony Melton, just kind of shore up the defensive fortitude of the Bulls' backcourt. And so mm-hmm. 
yeah, the last two guys I had were defensive, defense first wings, and who I think could play almost like almost like the role Denzel Valentine played on the team this year, just sort of into the bench wing players, maybe like 12 minutes a game. Uh, Sterling Brown and Tory Craig. Beats me. I don't know. Probably. I think Tory. I don't, <laughs> I don't think they'll get Tory Craig just because I don't think he's going to be worth any sort of offer sheet that the Nuggets won't match. And so I think if they get Craig, they'll have to overpay him. And I think overpaying Craig won't be a good move for the Bulls. Sterling Brown is a guy I actually could see sort of a Midwest native guy, but um, yeah, these are mainly guys if they just strike out on the first few people I named. So is um, defensive priority for the Bulls? Oh, I would say so, especially when you're, yeah, I, it depends on what direction they decide to go in. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's honestly kind of hard to say just because of, like, I feel like you don't even really know what their offense looks like. Just like, I feel like yeah. just kind of crumpled under Jim Boylan. Yeah. And I think a lot of it depends on too. Like it's hard to know, like where they're going with this team. Like if you want to play Zach Levine and Kobe White together, then I definitely think improving the defensive viability of your front court is going to have to be something you look into a lot. But if you're going to play White and like a guy like Hal Burden or I mentioned Wanamaker together, and then you're going to bring Levine, either trade him or bring him off the bench, then I think um, you can get a, a little more lenient with some of the defensive capabilities of the guys you had around them. Yeah. And so this is more a question for me. It sounds really stupid, but what does Billy Donovan bring to the table? That'll change the like kind of direction of the bulls franchise. More than, more than anything. I think they just kind of wanted a guy who had coaching experience before who they just knew wouldn't mess it up. Like I think after the Jim Boylan thing was such a disaster, they just, wanted to hire a guy who like had a lot of respect and like was just kind of known as a complete professional. Mm-hmm. He's worked with hotheads too, Westbrook and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's like good at managing players and sort of managing egos. Although I guess you could say he didn't really do a good job of managing Westbrook's ego because him and Paul George both um, got traded. So yeah. I don't know. I, I think they just kind of wanted a grown up in the room. I don't think they were really looking to make a big swing with this mm-hmm. hire. He kind of, I feel like, because like he kind of pieced together a good season with the Oklahoma City too. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think yeah. that more is due to the coaching job of Chris Paul than the coaching job yeah. of Billy. Hey, hey, but I think his equity in the league is at an all-time high, to be sure. Yeah. Okay. So that wraps it up for the Chicago. Yeah. Unless mm-hmm. any, unless you guys have anything left to say. No, no not really. I asked all my questions. I got stuff to say about the Bucks, though. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> Is it positive, Channon? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to start the financial breakdown of the mill, the the um big market Milwaukee Bucks? The critically acclaimed Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, this this um is actually going to be a bit of an interesting one compared to the uh, Bulls, just because the Bucks are in, in a I have no idea what they're going to do because there's been, there's been a lot made of the fact that they told 
uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and pretty much the Bucks fan base in general that they're going to be willing to spend into the luxury tax this year. And they definitely have the uh, they definitely have the mechanisms to make that happen if they want to back up their words. But I think they're going to be a couple. And so, like, I guess let's just start with the basics. They're over the cap right now, but they're about fifteen million dollars under the luxury under the uh, luxury tax. And but that's before they guarantee Ursan Ilyasova, and that's before they bring back any of their free agents. So I think that there will be a couple important inflection points this offseason for Milwaukee. The first of those is guaranteeing Ursan Ilyasova's. I like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His $7 million uh, contract, if they do guarantee it, and if they do bring Ilyasova back on that number, I think it's more likely he gets used in a trade than anything else. But I just think like committing to that seven million dollar salary, whether it's to have Ilyasova or another guy, will be a um, a firm signal that the Bucks ownership is in fact willing to spend. The next inflection point, and I think this will end up impacting their free agency almost more than anything else, is will Wesley Matthews come back on bird rights? Because on what? On his non-bird rights, because we saw Wesley Matthews be a, not only a starter, but an important part of this Bucks team last year. Mm-hmm. And he was playing for the veteran minimum, which for him, I I'm not sure off the top of my head, how many years of service he has in the NBA, but he was making $1.8 million. And so the, he's poor. Yeah. So, so the non bird extension for him would, would be a 120% raise. He's been, so he was dropped in 09 drafted in 09 okay yeah so then he's making the uh 10 year vetman so so the 120 percent raise off of that would kick his salary up to about 3.1 million dollars if i'm not mistaken um yeah yep it'll be about 3.1 million dollars and so so if he chooses to come back on that, then the Bucks will have their full MLE to pursue whichever outside free agents they choose. But if Wesley Matthews doesn't come back using his bird rights, then all of a sudden the Bucks have to focus that exception towards Wesley Matthews because I think he's more important than any external free agent they could go after. So I think Wesley Matthews' decision to either come back on his um, $3 million deal or to opt out and try to seek more, even more money. I think that's going to be one of the most important storylines to follow for the Bucks. Or what if he comes back to Portland? Ooh, I don't know. I, what, what do you think about that, Shannon? I don't know. We kind of don't really need that, like a player of his size, but kind of a- I'm, I love the storyline aspect of it, though. I was a big Wesley Matthews guy when he played for us. I liked him, too. He was good. So before we get into it, do any of you guys have thoughts about the Bucs? Um, Shannon, you can go. Here's what I think they need to do. I don't know what his contract looks like, but I think they need to part ways with Eric Bledsoe. 
Ooh, yeah, I'm going to get into that. I think they need more of a just more of an offensive threat at point guard. Yeah, Bledsoe's making $16.8 million for this year and the year after, by the way. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, I think they need someone who can go up and put the ball in the hoop. Yeah, so nice. I guess... Wait, wait, my thoughts, my thoughts is that a first name, like first team, all first name candidate is Thanasis. That's like... When you think of like testosterone and like a man name, you think of Thanasis. <laughs> That's beast mode right there. Thanasis. Do you know Thanasis and um, Giannis? But they, between the both of them, they made like $26 million, 25 of which was Giannis's. Yeah, Giannis is overpaid. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, wait, Chan, who wins? Who wins one v one? LeBron or Giannis? LeBron. Giannis. That that was a really like confident answer. You took like ten. It is confident. It is confident. Giannis is only good in the fast break. So. I guess to steer the conversation back towards this <laughs> offseason, would you guys? That that should be like our that should be my motto on the show to steer yeah. the conversation. That that <laughs> is, that's what you're here to direct us back. back. But would you guys like to talk about Giannis or Eric Bledsoe trades to start out with? I Eric Bledsoe. Okay, Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe. Because Giannis is going to go to the Warriors. Actually, so, he's not. He's actually going to the Portland Trailblazers. We'll see. Like but, like like. I I wrote down four potential guys you could go after with Bledsoe. And I'm going to preface this by saying that I think all four cases, Bledsoe's not going to be enough by himself to land the guy I wrote down. And so I also wrote down the sort of war chest of assets that the Bucks have to kind of tack on to any Eric Bledsoe deal. And that's the Pacers first this year, which is the 24th overall pick the Pacers' second-round pick next year, the Milwaukee Bucks' first-round picks in 2024 or 2025, and then Dante DiVincenzo and DJ Wilson are kind of their two resident young guys. You like Dante. I like Dante. Both also. of you guys like Dante. Yeah, I, I like him I like him quite a bit. I'm not sure how I like him on this Bucks team compared to certain other fits, but I'm... Um, I'm a believer in Dante DiVincenzo. He's bro, talking about 25 draft, bro. I'm gonna be like in that draft and stuff. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Just show up. Hey, I have a question, not related to anything. Is what's Peyton Pritchard like? What's his projection to fall? Okay, to steer the conversation back to. Uh, no, I want to know. He's not a first rounder, right? No, he's early to mid second round. Okay, and how many total rounds are there? Two. There's only two. Yeah. Okay. I have a bucket. So, Shannon, do you have any? Do you have any trade targets that you're looking at if you're in Milwaukee <laughs> for Bledsoe? For anybody? For a point guard? Any player you want? Any player in the league? Yeah. But they need a point guard to replace Eric if they got rid well, of him. We talked, about, we talked about at one point CP3. Right. Yeah. Who would make them champions? That's a complete lie. No, it's not a complete lie. It's not a lie. It's true. He would make them champions. 
Do you think that the Bucks are in a position where they want to get Giannis a ring so he stays? Like well, a win now kind of thing? Or no, do you think that's kind of it? No, they've been trying to win now for the past two years. So I definitely. Yeah. Well, I think that. Do you think they're feeling the pressure, though? After two years of settling for losing, I think this year they're going to try to win. Yeah. So, so sell out. The four guys I had written down as possible um, Bledsoe swaps was the first one was Evan Fournier, who has a player okay. option with the Orlando Magic. I think that's a I think that's a place where you could possibly just trade them straight up. I I may maybe not, but Orlando's been looking for a good point guard play for a really long time now. And Evan Fournier is an expiring for them anyway, so they really have no reason to hang on to him this year. So maybe you throw in like a second or a fake. Wait, who who throws in a fifth? The the Bucks. Really? Performance? Yeah. Just because Eric Bledsoe's <laughs> I feel like people view him as negative value just because he really I think he's like, okay. Just because he's like played so badly in the last Wait, you think he's what, Jaden? I don't know. I thought I felt like that would be a good share trade. I, like, I agree. I, I think he'd help the magic a lot. And I think yeah. and I think he's probably worth the price tag. I just feel like people are kind of down on him because he's been so disappointing the last two playoffs and he makes quite a bit of money, but I I think Fournier for Bledsoe, like I Forn, Fournier helps the Bucks, right? Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, I think he'd be a good. Wait, is he point guard? Uh, shooting guard slash small forward. So basically, like a wing player. And he's on the Magic. Yep, he's on the Magic. He's an elite shooter. He can he can like create his own shot with the ball in his hands, and he's got good positional size, so he can guard a lot of the shooting guards and even a lot of the small forwards in the NBA. So his name's Evan Fournier. Yeah. The next guy I had on my list is one who uh is dang they're 40% from the line from beyond the arc. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah he's a good shooter. The next guy I had on my list is someone who's even better than that from beyond the arc and who's more of a point guard I think. Or more of a combo guard. Um, he could play. He could play next to like a Di Vincenzo or a George Hill, and that's Terry Rozier from the uh, yeah. Charlotte Hornets. He's sick. I would like that actually. Yeah, well, yeah. Just because like Terry's a bucket, like, and he could be that sort of half court creator for them that they really, really, really needed for the past. So the Bucks oh, would yeah. have to like buy out Terry's contract or something. No, they just have to trade Eric Bledsoe for him. Oh, okay. And then maybe throw in an they in that one they definitely have to throw in some sort of pick or an asset, don't you think, Shannon? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because you only would have Devonte after well, that, you'd right? Al- you'd also have Eric Bledsoe. Right. No. Yeah. If you only got a pick, though, you would only have like one point guard. Correct. If you didn't receive Eric Bledsoe. No. This yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. This is assuming you trade Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, you have to trade Eric Bledsoe to make the money work. But anyway, the next guy I already alluded to him earlier on the show, and that's Zach Levine. I just think I think of all of these, Zach would be the best. The like he'd make the most positive impact on the books. I really like the Terry Rozier. Though. Yeah. Okay. I, I I fell in love with Terry Rozier watching him play on the Celtics. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think the theme to these is just kind of guards who can shoot and play make like guards who can yeah. shoot and dribble and score. Uh, the last yeah. one I had a lot has been said about Chris Paul. I actually like his teammate. I think Dennis Schroeder could make a Ooh. lot. of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dennis is sick. He has lockdown D. Oh, my, no, that would actually be so nice. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely I could see it. Yeah, me too. Dennis is good. Yeah, I think I think that one's worth looking into. So just to sum it up, Fournier, Rozier, Levine, Schroeder. Um, then you're trading Bledsoe and some probably some sort of oh, I don't know who my top option for that would be. I like I, I think I like Schroeder. I think because Le- he has decent defense, huh? Yeah, he's probably yeah. the Maybe behind Fournier, he's the best defender on that list. I think my dream one, if I'm Milwaukee, is Zach Levine. And then after that, probably Schroeder or Fournier. And then Rozier would probably be my last. The thing about Rozier and Schroeder for me is they're such energy guys. Like we saw that from Schroeder this season and from Rozier in Boston. Is they're just like... They bring so much energy to the floor. And when the Bucks are struggling in the half court and stuff like that, I feel like they could be a player to like to step up and get something done. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Levine could do that. I just haven't seen him do it like those guys yet. But yeah, and that's been the Bucks shortcoming the last two seasons, in my opinion, is just the lack of half court offense when yeah. defenses are able to shut down and kind of um clamp Giannis. And they're just Eric Bledsoe. And George Hill just haven't really been able to cut it in terms of running an effective offense. Yeah, George Hill kind of older too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's getting up there. He's he's really good. He's a good defender and a, just an absolute laser shooter. Yeah, he was crazy this year. Yeah. I don't really trust him with the ball in his hands too much, but I think Rozier, Levine, Schroeder, and Fournier could all be great half-court playmakers. Those are really good options. I hope they make one of those moves. Yeah, the Chris, the Chris Paul one. I just wanted to address it really quick, just because I feel like I've seen it on Instagram and Twitter just a million times. Like, yes, Chris Paul would definitely help the um, the uh, the Bucks, but they they the ones I said they they just have to give up Eric Blood so to make the money work to get to get yeah. um Paul. You're probably having to give up George Hill or Son Eliasova maybe even Brooke Lopez. Like when you're giving up so much of your team, I just think like the trade-off just does not become worth it. Especially not with those options out there that we were just talking about. Yeah, 100%. I just don't really think I can justify giving up like a third of my team to get Chris Paul. Also, I think Bledsoe would be a really good fit on the Bulls. That Levine trade were to work out. yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I do think he would fit well next to like Kobe White. He could be the defense. Kobe could be the offense. Out of the teams, out of the teams of those players, I feel like that would be the best landing place for Bledsoe. Yeah, that's a good point. Do either of you guys have any potential targets for Milwaukee? No. I like all of those. Yeah. Cool. So I guess. I guess just to steer the conversation to Giannis really quick, I think the biggest storyline for the Bucks this offseason, at least publicly, maybe behind that Chris Paul trade, was is the or is the uh, Giannis extension talks, which 
I feel like that is just getting blown so far out of proportion. Maybe you guys could comment on it. What do you mean? Because I think when Giannis inevitably doesn't sign the Supermax with the Bucks, and I don't think he's going to sign the extension, people are going to take that as like an automatic declaration that Giannis does no longer want to be in Milwaukee. But I really think even if Giannis wants to play in the Bucks, signing that contract doesn't really make sense for him. So that's just kind of my stance. I can get into it unless you guys have something to say. Get into it. Get into it. Get into I'm inter- I don't know what you mean. Yeah, me either. So basically the Supermax extension is what we saw John Wall and Damian Lillard sign. And what it does is it adds on five more years to the player's contract at 35% of the cap with 8% raises. So basically Giannis is going to be a buck for the rest of his prime. Should he choose to sign the contract? But if he just waits till free agency to, um, to sign someplace, even if he chooses to stay in Milwaukee, he can get the same amount of money if he stays in Milwaukee. Yeah. And he can sign for like one or two years. And so he, he basically gives up, he gives, he gives up so much control to Milwaukee if he agrees to a deal. And by turning down the deal, he keeps his optionality and he could still choose to stay in Milwaukee. But I think in this day and age, like the NBA can change so much in five years. I don't really think it makes sense for Giannis to lock himself in for that long, especially when he I, he's he's in that Katie Anthony Davis level yeah. of player where he could suffer like an Achilles tear and still get a max contract. So I just don't really think he should be that risk averse. And oh yeah, like it made sense for like Dame because like he he's basically known for a while that he's gonna spend his career in Portland. Like yeah, he doesn't Portland really sick yeah. and he likes it there. Yeah, he the loyalty thing is super important to him and he's just. That's just the type of player he is, but like that's not really like there's no point in Giannis doing that because yeah. not leaving his options open. Yeah, and, it's, so and also Giannis like is, you might want to move out of Milwaukee eventually. Yeah, so. yeah. If I'm Giannis's agent, I'm definitely telling him not to sign that extension. Giannis has, and so here, let me get into this too. If you're when a good he, agent, you're telling him not to. Yeah, when he hits free agency in 2021. He'll be able to sign in Milwaukee for 35% of the cap, or he can sign anywhere else for 30% of the cap. That's pretty much the similar. Um, that's the similar to what we're seeing, the similar situation to Anthony Davis or Kawhi Leonard. Like had Anthony Davis stayed on the Pelicans or had Kawhi Leonard stayed on the Spurs, they would have been able to sign 35% maxes. But by virtue of being traded to teams where they had completed less than three years of service. They're basically locked in to that 30% number because they haven't been in the NBA for longer than 10 years. So that's basically the way that would work. But I don't really, I mean, when you're making that much money, like the difference between 35 million and like 38 or 40 million, it really isn't that big. No, he's got shoe deals and stuff too. Yeah, hundred. Oh. Yeah, you you don't even think about the outside stuff too that he's making. Like he's fine. Yeah. So I think when it when twenty twenty one off season comes around and Giannis is making a decision, I don't really think money will factor in too much. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Have you ever worn a Giannis shoe? Is that the freak? Oh, well, yeah, Greek freak. Is that what the, isn't the shoe called like, like the freak something? Yeah. Uh, freak. I think it's called the freak. Yeah. I thought about getting it because I like to wear low top basketball shoes, but aren't they I mid? Think, what? I guess you uh, can get you there. There's, there are all different types, but yeah, it's pretty yeah, low. They're, they're low tops, but I think this next IM season, I'm going to be, I'm going to be rocking the uh, Converse. Oh, like Kelly Oubre? Yeah, and Shea Gill, just Alexander, I think. Oh, yeah. oh, damn. Are they like? Are you are you talking about like the legit ones or like the new the new basketball? Yeah, like the new Converse basketball no, shoes. They're not going to be wearing like Chuck Taylors or anything. Yeah. No, they look dope. Yeah. I want to see what they look like. Well, then look them up, man. All right. <laughs> so that's, that's basically my Giannis. Spiel doing I I know Callan has some stuff to say about the Giannis situation and I think James I think it's a complete possibility that he ends up a warrior one day and I think it's a complete possibility he ends up a Portland Trailblazer one day why is that why is what's your yeah. hunch on that one I don't think we've heard this before so the thing is uh the critically acclaimed social media platform Instagram there was a post made by an account wait, wait those are kind of cool though wait let me see I might screenshot of the picture those are those shoes are cool. You go with the low top though, Jonah. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh, one hundred percent. Which colorways were you looking at? The white and blue. I like the ones with the water on them. Yeah, those are really cool. Jones yeah, those are awesome. They remind me of the. Didn't Puma come out with some? Oh yeah, yep. Who's sponsored by Puma? Uh, DeAndre Aiden is. For sure. Okay. And oh, it's uh, Kwai is a New Balance guy, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who didn't some big free agent or not free agent uh, rookie sign with Puma or something or New Balance? Uh, Darius Baisley did. Oh yeah, yeah. D- who did Lamelo? Oh, I have I have no idea who Lamelo is. Oh. Dude, where is this picture? Anyways, you know he liked a picture that said. Damian Lillard, like the oh yeah, Lamelo, multi-year shooter with Puma. Giannis should come to Portland, and so for me, that's confirmation that Giannis is coming to Portland because Damian Lillard owns Portland. Yeah, Damian Lillard owns Lake Oswego. He owns the greater Portland metropolitan area. So. I would say that Kevin Love owns Lake Oswego. But... Doesn't doesn't Dame live there? I'm pretty sure he does. He lives by like the Rogers brothers. Or something. And they're like buds. And yes. Yes, sir. I don't know, dude. The mellow ball. Yeah, I wanted to mention this. Remember when people were talking about how he's little or like he was concerned about how he's little and I was like six six. Crazy. Yeah, he's he's a big guy. Um so I guess to transition to yeah. <laughs> Yet again, is that like the fourth or fifth time now? <laughs> yeah. To, I have a story I have to tell. Oh, go for it, yeah. <laughs> so when Lonzo Ball was at UCLA, yeah, I saw him at H and M. Oh no way! But I didn't no. know his name. I didn't know his name. So I pull up to H and M. UCLA basketball team was walking in. They're all wearing the UCLA um, like tracksuits. I'm like, whoa! Like that. 
UCLA basketball team. This was kind of like early in my basketball days. Like I didn't know like a whole lot about basketball and stuff. But weren't we like sophomores? Yeah. Freshman. I think I was a freshman or a sophomore. Fresh. Yeah. I was a freshman. So I wasn't like, I didn't watch a whole lot of basketball and stuff. Certainly I'm still not even really like involved in college basketball, but so I didn't like, I, so they walk in and then I'm like in there shopping around and I make eye contact with this dude. And I'm like, it's one of the guys in the thing. And I'm like, I've seen this guy before. And then I'm, I don't know his name or anything. So I just look away. And then the next day they were playing the Beavers. Obviously that's why they're coming up. And one of my friends <laughs> a video, he posts a video of him and zooms in on him. He's like, well, what's Lonzo ball. And I was like, no way, dude, that was Lonzo ball. So I saw him and I was right there. I could ask for a picture of that. That would have been awkward if he didn't even, hey, guy. Hang in a picture with you. Hey, UCLA guy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, bruh. I remember, didn't Lonzo hit that crazy buzzer beater to beat the Ducks or something? Or was that Dylan Brooks that hit it to beat UCLA? I have no idea. I forget. There was a crazy game that happened at Matt Knight or something. I forget who it was. Dang it. Yeah. That, there was a good, there's the ducks been good for a while guys. They're dude, the forgot the ducks. Did you hear about how they had five false positives or something? Their football team. And now they can resume practice or something. Oh uh, no, that's good. Yeah, I know. I was, I don't know. And then Florida doesn't even care about COVID. Yeah. They literally have tests, positive tests all the time. And it's like, no one cares. What? They just keep, rolling with practice stupid but yeah let's hear back to the nba yes i actually had some guys who if the bucks don't trade the 24th pick of the draft which i think it's in their best interest to trade it um some players they might look at are trey jones from duke point guard uh jalen smith center out of maryland theo maladon a point guard from uh france Terrell Terry, point guard from Stanford, a guy who I really like. Oh, yeah, you raved about Terrell. (laughs) I'm a big Terrell Terry guy. And then Leandro (laughs) Polmaro, who is kind of a combo wing, sort of like a poor man's Denny Avdia from Argentina. Um, Yeah, those those are kind of the guys I'd look at. I don't really – I wouldn't really expect the Bucs to be making this pick, though. So, What do you think should happen with Giannis, Jonah? What do you mean? Like, what do I think Giannis should do, or what do I think the Bucks should do with him? What do you think Giannis should do? Well, I think it's clear that the Bucks want to keep him. I think Giannis should not. He shouldn't sign the Supermax, and then next summer he should play in Dallas with Luke and Kristaps. That would be crazy. That would be wild. That would be. Dyna- that, would, that would be a dynasty. So That would be unbeatable. How many years yeah. before they have to pay Luca? From every angle. Two more years. He's okay. been in the league for two, two or three? Two. two years. Two. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Dude, I, could, would... I mean, I could, I could see him as a maverick. Mark yeah. Cuban's down. He might pay some of him his own cash under the table. Yeah. If Chris Dabbs and Lucas stay healthy, that would be one of the best big three ever, dude. Yeah, 100%. If Chris Dabbs, Luca, and who? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, obviously Giannis. Durr. 
So yeah. I guess I'll finish off this episode just by like listing some free agents I like for the Bucks. The first one is kind of in the mold of that score first point guard type that we talked about earlier as a need for Milwaukee. And this one is really only relevant if the Bucks are able to maintain their full mid-level exception. But that guy is Jordan Clarkson, who I think could for yeah. sure be a target. Loki like a Loki. I like Jordan Clarkson. I mentioned him the other podcast and you guys gave me a dirty look. Because I said he's good and you're like, Jonah's like, hmm. What team were we talking about then? Mm, well, it had to have been, what was our last? The Blazers. No. No. I, yeah. It was, did we do Hornets, Lakers? Yeah. Yeah, and we, I think we were talking about guards and I said Jordan Clarkson or something. I yeah. feel like Jordan Clarkson is low-key kind of like a maybe better version of <laughs> He's on the Nugs. Even Chinzo. Who's he on? The Jazz. Oh, uh, he was on the Jazz. I don't know if I, I don't know if I quite give him the Devin Chinzo comparison. Really? Yeah, because I feel like, I feel like Devin Chinzo can sort of play off ball as more of a slasher. Or okay, that's true. That's true. And then Devin Chinzo also, I think, is a much better defensive player than Clarkson. I would say Clarkson is more of the mold of like. Maybe like a Lou Williams or something like that. Um, okay, yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I prefer, I prefer getting my point guard in one of the Eric Bledsoe trades we talked about, and then using this MLE on something else. Another guy who I kind of had though. Here I'll just list the other two guy, other three guys I had as sort of a point guard on um, half court ball handler: Alec Burks, Austin Rivers, Bryn Forbes. Alec Burks knocks. Three balls down. Wait, what were the other guys? Trey Burks? Trey uh, Burke? Alec Burks, Austin Rivers, and Bryn Forbes. Oh, okay. Austin Rivers. No, I don't think I don't like Austin Rivers for them. Yeah. I mean I like wait, Alec. Maybe I do. Schwink. No, Alex I mean, got the straightest. He's looking improving offensively, isn't he? Austin? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but the point the thing is like if he he might be a little bit low on the three point shot for the yeah. Bucks, which would totally make sense. Like that's a very reasonable concern to have. But yeah. just as a guy, they could bring in near the minimum. I think they could do worse. That's one true. one wing I had a sort of a three and D guy would be Damian Dotson. I don't know who that is from the Knicks. He's a come on, I Shannon. Think, I think he's an extremely underrated player. I think he's a great shooter, and I think he can play solid defense i think the analog for him might almost be like ooh, i don't know um dude the knicks are like a black hole for me in the nba like i the knicks like, win the title i envy you Karis lavert is a <laughs> baller I, to learn things about the knicks and to see things about the knicks you have to actively pursue it like wait, it is, i thought you're talking about the nets yeah no knicks i'm so dumb. um yeah so, so dumb. Damian Dotson is a guy I bet Callan you, you like Damian Dotson. Obviously, he's 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 a good shooter. He's got an exceptional education. Damian Dotson. Yeah, yeah, I know that he is. Just give me yeah. a second. I mean, yeah, great great shooter. He plays solid defense in addition to the exceptional education he got from the University of Oregon. Wait, when? 
You don't oh remember? no way! I remember him. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes, I remember. I remember. The last free agent I oh, wanted to talk good. about to for the Bucks is a guy who, at one point, I would not have wished him upon my. It was worst a long enemy. time ago, though. <laughs> but I've grown up a lot since then, and I think I'm ready to advise the Bucks to use a minimum contract on Anthony Tolliver. No, no, <laughs> no. I will never be, I will never advise anyone to be involved with Anthony Tolliver. What? I just, I think he could kind of take the role that Marvin Williams left after he retired. No, he cannot take any role. <laughs> Dude, I'll re- I. I remember when we were at the Warriors Blazer game and they called out Tolliver on the starting five. And I was like, isn't he old? And Jonah's like, oh, he's older than dirt. And I was just like laughing so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. Those are he's some dark days. NBA teams bricking three, supposedly a shooter. He just bricks threes. He's supposed to be a shooter and he can't shoot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He looks like he's 45, but he's 35. Yeah. That's fair. I guess I guess the Anthony Tollivers are probably a good spot to end this. <laughs> Poor Anthony, dude. No, get him out of the league, dude. I'm not <laughs> no. For him. No. It's bad for him, dude. He's not supposed to be in the NBA. Is Brooke Lopez the center of the future for the Bucks? Yeah. Let me tell you. This is when I started hating him even more. The Memphis Gri- Oh shoot. Memphis Grizzlies. And the Portland Trailblazers are playing in the first bubble game. The Blazers won this game. The Grizzlies at one point were up by 13. They showed the bench. Anthony Tolliver is on the bench doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I hate for him at that point. Triple. Like, you're like 45 dancing right now, and your team's up by 13, and you're going to go on to lose the game. <laughs> it made me hate him so much more. I cannot stand him. One of my least. Poor so, I guess the jury, is, the jury is still out about Anthony Tolliver to the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> if, if anybody's not busy on Saturday, I highly recommend watching UFC Fight Night, Jonah. Okay. It's not going to disappoint. Seriously. Absolutely. Stack to the brim. We can record for that later this week if you want to. Oh, yeah. I'm either going to do it tomorrow or Thursday. You can definitely, I want, you can come on. And then I think in that other kid that I did the other UFC one is going to come on. You know, oh, if, if you have him, you probably don't need me. I just get in the Why? Way. You're fun to have and you can do predictions too. All right. Yeah, dude, it'd be sick. The more, dude, the more the merrier. The more people that chime in, it's way more fun for sure. And if Wesley ever wants to do it again, that's I'm down. Okay, dope. Yeah, and then so what are we down? We got we had one episode dedicated to Blazers, Warriors, Lakers, Hornets, now Bucks. Bulls and Bucks. So I was thinking, so got, are are you down to keep going with this series? I'm not gonna quit until all 30 teams are done. All right, so I was thinking next. We could hit the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Toronto Raptors. Can we do Cleveland Cavaliers and the um 
Pistons and talk about the Tristan Thompson trade? What? I'm just kidding. Remember how uh, you got? I was trying to name all the players on the Pistons. And oh, oh yeah, because Shannon got- was like the reasonable trade with Cleveland. Dating oh, yeah. a Kardashian, and then confused with that. That trade right. happened, huh? That trade happened. No, it didn't right? No, I think you just got it confused. No, <laughs> I didn't, dude. I swear. I thought we settled this last time. I think Channon's like an NBA insider, so I think it's probably going to happen in a couple of weeks, and we just don't know about it yet. No, dude, I promise. Okay, Andre Drummond plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Okay, Tristan Thompson. Plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, we're going to see what Google has to say. They they traded John Henson for um, Andre yeah. Drummond. Oh, damn. Okay, so we're going to do the, you said the Cavs and the Raptors. We can do we can do pistons though that would, that would be a that would be appropriate for this podcast. All right, do you want, so we'll do a threesome. No, we'll just let's just do the two of them: Cavs, Pistons. Okay, we'll do Cavs, Pistons, and then we'll save them. Do you think we can knock them out three at a time? I feel like I'd have to kind of condense. No, my... yeah, let two at a time. I think is perfect. All right, yeah, Cavs, Pistons next time. Why do they have both of those guys? Because hmm? they're the Cavs. All right. And Andre Drummond's on the Cavs. I know that now. Yeah. And uh, they ha- they had one other center. I'm trying to remember. Oh, Ante, Ante Zizic. <laughs> but I think I think he's a free agent. I Bro, I, I, I high-key want to do um, an episode where I ask you one question. Name as many NBA player, current NBA players in the NBA right now, and just have him fire him off. That'd be boring because that would last. That would be like no. I think it would be absolutely hilarious. That would be fifteen minutes of me just naming random people. We should do one where it's like ridiculous NBA questions for Jonah. All right, me and Shannon, you let's come up with some for next time. Like absolutely ridiculous questions, like regarding teams and trades that like would never happen or. No, be like, who is? Oh, just hardcore trivia. Third string point guard. Yeah. On what team? For the Raptors. The Raptors. Wow, <gasps> oh, that's tough. <laughs> we should do an NBA trivia for Jonah. All right, well, let's. Uh, we'll definitely. Do the Raptors do that. have a third string point guard. I'm sure they do, and it's just who are the first two? Yeah, actually, I just missed, neither of us know the answer. It's, Ky- it's Lowry, wait, Kyle, and Van Vliet. They have to have another one. They don't have Darrell Wright anymore. No. No, Delon Wright's on the Mavs. Oh yeah, Delon. <laughs> Darrell. Do they not have one? I feel like I'm just really tired, and they're gonna. It's gonna be somebody extremely obvious. I don't know. No, they don't have one. Wow. So okay. we actually have to have valid questions then. Yeah. Give me another one because that was a trick question. Who's the? Oh. Name the entire Warriors roster. No, 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 that's too long. How much? How much? That money, wouldn't take him long. That would take him thirty seconds. How much money is? Blake Griffin making this year. 
28 million, right? No way. Is that real? You know that? It's like 26 or 28. Let me look it up. That's fascinating. I'll, I'll name 20, it. Oh, 29. 29. Oh, so I was, man. I was close. That's a pretty good guess, dude. How, how much money is Zach Collins making? Oh, that's easy. Zach Collins is making like 7 mil. How much money is Kai Bowman making? He's on the minimum. How much money is um, Karis Levert making? That's t- oh, I think nineteen. Here, the, let me look, look that up, up. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> He's making nineteen. That's what I thought, but I might be wrong. Dang. He deserves nineteen. Yeah, but isn't he? No, is it's he- seventeen and a half. Oh wow. What what's a, what's the leeway we're gonna give Jonah if we ask him questions? Like what does it have to be in between for it to be right? I feel like within two million is good. Okay. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do better than that though. Let's say within Oh, no, let's million. do within a million. Yeah, it has to be it the parameters have to be somewhat tight. Yeah, we'll do within a mil. And then how far back are we gonna go? History wise. Oh, just current. I don't okay. know. I don't know anything about the NBA before like 2010. Yeah, there's no way you could ask him like some dude's salary in like 2013. Well, I wouldn't do that, but I could ask him. Oh, like players? Yeah, I would never ask you what was what was um Carl Malone's salary and blah blah blah. I, like obviously you wouldn't know that. I'd say try to keep it pretty current. Yeah, yeah I'd say current questions. Let's let's do it for all of us though. Like let's all come what? up with questions. Can you just do Warriors ones for me? Yes. Because I don't really know anything else. I only really know players. I couldn't tell you how much money they're making or their stats. All right. Well, we'll do this. We'll do a special edition episode okay. sometime. How about right. top five worst NBA players? That would be my favorite episode ever. I would. That, I wonder who that, who's, who's number one going to be. That might be appropriate to throw in with our Cavaliers and Pistons offseason. <laughs> so we might we might have to we might have to throw that in at the end. Who's who's number one? I'd have to think about it. It's not Anthony Oliver. Oh, oh, okay. Competitor. Okay. Anthony. So it's gonna be like a legit one. It's not gonna be like uh it's gonna be Giannis is not gonna be on it, right? No, it would be more players like Russell. Draymond, Draymond's not going to be on it. Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Draymond. Just those are some. Giannis. <laughs> Giannis. <laughs> yeah, worst dude, worst lineup in the league. Russell, Draymond, Giannis, and Paul George. Starting five, if you want to guaranteed never do anything of value. Who? Oh, like if you don't want to win. I feel like that team, I feel like that lineup can get through. Mm-hmm. No. no way. No way. You don't think so? Wait, who was on it again? Paul George, Draymond Green, Russell Westbrook, um, Giannis, and then who's playing the five? It is. Who's just center in general? Anthony matter. Tolliver. Okay. <laughs> There's just not enough. That team's getting through to the finals. As oh. Blazer fans, we know Anthony Tolliver is capable of playing five. Yeah, yeah, that's facts. 
Again, I feel I, like that team would do just fine. No? I think they'd lose in the second round. I think they'd lose every game. Not with Giannis. Oh, in the regular season, that's right, yeah. <laughs> I think they'd probably be a two or a three seed. Or I think they'd be a top three seed and then lose in the second round. A top right. three seed and then lose in the second round. I can yeah. do some uh, Probably. Okay, thanks, guys. But,